Church, how was last Sunday for you guys? Highlight Easter? Man. The new guests are like, why are these guys clapping so much? <laughs> but we're, we're just so happy that God just moved last week. We had close to 700 people attend on a Sunday. Come on, we can celebrate that. An amazing outside experience, inside experience. Pastor Josh delivered two amazing messages last week. And I think one of the, the biggest joys that I was able to receive was seeing all the superheroes, our volunteers, serve. So superheroes, if you're in the room, we just say thank you for all that you do, as we would not be able to open up our doors without your, your, your serving. Uh, but with that, the one area of joy within Easter that I love is the amount of life change that happened. So last week, we had salvations taking place, people making their decisions to follow Christ. And as our pastor had shared, Easter time or the spring season is a great time to either commit our lives to Jesus or recommit our lives to him. But oftentimes, therein lies the tension, right? We give our lives to Jesus and we may not know what to do next. Or maybe we're, we're newer to church and we're like, man, how do I fit in here? How does this church thing operate? Or maybe you've been in the faith for some time and you've been walking with the Lord, but there's been no growth. There's been no progress. All right. All right. Quite recently, my mom, she lives in Ohio, a town called Ashtabula, small little town. And she came and she visited myself and Chrissy and she stayed with us for a little bit over a week, week's time or so. And one thing that I love about my mom is she has so much wisdom in many areas. And one of the places that she has a lot of wisdom in is gardening. I always say she's got like the green thumb because if you go into my parents' house, full of like weird and exotic trees, like bonsai trees and plants I never even heard of as well. And so since she was, she was staying with us, I was like, you know what, Chris, like we have a house plant that is like dying right now. Maybe she can kind of take a look at it. And I was super nervous because, you know, in the Asian, Asian household, right, uh, we always want to bring honor to, you know, the family. And I'm afraid she's like, you bring dishonor. <laughs> but I, I went up, I'm like, hey, mom, you know, we have a house plant here, like it's dying. What do you think? And she was like, well, first of all, in a split second, she's like, not getting enough water. That's not even the right soil that you have it in, right? And then lastly, what did you do with the plant tag that came with it? I'm like, plant tag? <laughs> well, if you guys know, if you go to Home, uh, Home Depot or Lowe's, every plant that you buy has a sticker or a plant tag with it, right? And it gives instructions on how to care for the plant for it to really flourish. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm not really that great with instructions, right? You know, when you go to weddings, right, uh, the song is like, hey, left foot, left stop, right foot. I'm like, which one's my left, which one's, I'm, I'm doing the opposite one, right? So nonetheless, this plant was dying. It was hanging on by the leaf. And she's like, follow these instructions. So I'm like, all right, like, I'm, I'm going to find it. I'm going to Google it. And church, how many of you guys know that we, in our Christian faith, we have instructions as well for growth, right? It's called the Word of God. Come on, let's celebrate that. The Word of God. And so I want to bring you a message today called Instructions for Growth. Instructions for Growth. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you ready to grow? You ready to grow? Turn to your second choice neighbor and say, are you growing? You growing? <laughs> Amen. So just taking next steps on growing in your faith. And, you know, matter of fact, I actually got a photo of the plant here. This was a, a few weeks later. But as you guys can see, come on, uh, the plant is growing now. We celebrate that. 
I sent this photo to my mom not too long ago. I told the 9 a.m. I'm still waiting for her to text me back. <laughs> but if you haven't taken a picture, a selfie with the house plant yet, I don't know if you guys are living life. Come on. But if you have your Bibles, let's go to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. And as we get into God's word, this is a holy moment. So let's once again pray that God would just speak through his word. So join me in a quick prayer. God, we thank you for this morning, Father, and we thank you again for this time. Father God, I pray as we open up your word, Lord, that you'd give us eyes to see and ears to hear, that we may not be just hearers of the word, but doers, Lord. And so, God, let it be so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So Matthew chapter 13. And as we turn here, I want to give you guys just some brief context. So Matthew is one of the four gospel of, uh, or, or one of the four gospel of Jesus. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we're about to get into a story or a parable called the parable of the sower, the farmer scattering seed. And you guys will notice we're going to start off in Matthew, but we're going to jump around to Mark and Luke as well. And the reason being is because in the gospel of Mark and Luke, they also give an account for this parable. And that's one of the biggest encouragement if you're newer to getting into your word is if you're reading a story or if you're reading a parable or an account, you want to have all the accounts laid up together. Um, it's kind of like if you were in school, if you guys remember, at least when I went to school, they had like a projector where it was like a light and it would project on the screen and the teachers would have like this clear film, right? And as they're teaching, they would lay one film down. And as they're, you know, solving the problem or if it's biology, right, it goes on top. And you keep layering it until you get a fuller picture. And so it's the same thing as we get into uh, this parable here. So parable found in Matthew 13, and we're going to be in verses 1. It says this, the parable of the farmer scattering seed. Later that same day, Jesus left the house and gathered or, and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him. So he got into a boat, then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in a form of parables such as this one. And now a parable is just a, a short story that has a moral or spiritual lesson that's attached to it. He said, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across the field, some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlining rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds on fertile soil, and, and they produce a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Can you imagine that? This is how Jesus taught, right? Crowds of people would come up to hear Jesus speak, and he would tell the story, and at the end of it, he's like, listen, if you get it, you get it. And then he would leave. Right? And it wasn't until later that the disciples, they came up to Jesus in private and they asked, Jesus, what's the meaning of this parable? And in Mark's account, before Jesus explained the parable, he said this to the disciples. He said, if you guys don't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you guys understand the rest? 
In other words, if you guys don't get this foundational concept of kingdom principles, how are you going to understand the rest that I'm about to teach? Right, so with that, let's go ahead and lean in into the explanation as Jesus taught it. We're going to be in verse 18. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer scattering seed. The seed that fell on the footpath, everybody say footpath, footpath. represent those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, everybody say deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represent those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. In conclusion, the seed that fell on good soil represent those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much had been planted. So So church, if you're taking notes, write this down. God expects us to grow. God expects us to grow. Now, if you notice within this parable, there are four different types of soil, and each soil represents the human heart condition, right? And you'll also notice that it's the same farmer and the same seed that's being scattered across the soil. And as we saw with the explanation of this parable, Jesus said that, hey, the seed is the word of God, right? The seed is the word of God. And no farmer goes out to plant seeds just to plant seeds, He expects a crop, right? And it's the same with God. When he gives us the seed of his word, there should be some type of results, some type of fruit within our lives. Matter of fact, John 15 verse 8 says this. It says, when, this is Jesus speaking, when you produce much fruit, everybody say fruit, fruit. you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. I love that. I love that Jesus says, hey, if you're following me, if you're my disciple, right, when you produce fruit, that's how people will know that you're my true disciples. And not only that, but when you have results from the word of God in your life, God is pleased. All right, God is pleased. And so what I hope to do as we get into this message is help you identify what soil you may be in, because we all fall within one of these four Categories. Online family, we all fall into this one of four categories. And perhaps we can also identify what you may be vulnerable towards as well. And if you are in that soil, what is the next step for growth? What are the instructions to produce fruit within our lives? You guys ready for the first soil? All right. Let's go back to verse 19 in Matthew. It says this. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, Matthew 13. And we're going to be in verse 19. Yes, it says, The seed that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. So this soil represents 
a non-believer, the footpath. Right, so the first sword that we have is the footpath, and it represents a non-believer. You think about it, right? If the soil is our heart, the soil is hardened from the path, right? And as a result, the seed, the word of God, is not able to penetrate the soil. So the word of God is not in us. How do we know if we're, we're in this soil? Well, perhaps you're feeling a lack of peace in your life. And there's something in you that you know that there's something else missing in your life. And there's a certain void that you can't quite put your finger on, right? So we're searching all these things. And my encouragement to you today is that if you're feeling that and you're here and you're listening to the worship and the word and you start to feel some type of pull or emotion or conviction, that may be the spirit of God working in your lives, right? So you aren't here by accident. But whoever invited you or why you got out of bed this morning, God is working in your lives. Come on, we celebrate that. But we're still vulnerable, right? What are, what are we vulnerable towards? Well, in the book of Luke, in his parable, it said that the seed was stepped on first, and then the birds came and ate it. So, church, if we're in this soil right now, we're vulnerable in getting stepped on. So maybe life has just been stepping on you and you feel like, man, like I can't catch a, a break. I, this one thing to another thing, another thing. And as a result, we have no peace in our lives, right? And what Satan does, our enemy does, is he uses that to his advantage and he kills, steal, and destroy all that God has for us before the seed, the word of God can take root. And church, you do know that we do have an enemy to our soul, Right? He was present in the garden in the beginning, and he's present now. But we know that we have nothing to be afraid of, because greater is he who lives in us than he who lives in the world. And then Romans 8 tells us that, for I am confident that nothing in all creation, right? Angels, demons, things present, things to come, our fears, our worries can be able to ever separate us from the love of our God. And so the encouragement there is no matter what we're facing, we still have an opportunity to come to Christ. And on that note, therein lies our next step, right? So if you're on the footpath, if you're a non-believer, your next step is to know Jesus. Everybody say that with me. Know, know Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Pastor Chow, what does know, know Jesus mean? Well, that means to accept Jesus as Lord, right? And the word Lord basically means master. You're allowing Jesus to lead you in life, to be the one that's directing your steps, and what I want to do right now is to briefly go over just how to accept Jesus. And if you're studying the Word of God or theology, this is called the Romans Road of Salvation. And I'm not going to go into there uh, in depth, but I just want to read it off to you guys. And hopefully in your own time, you're able to unpack all this. Romans 3, verse 23 says this, For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Right? So we have a holy God. Right? And the Bible tells us that we've all fallen short of his standard. Right? And as a result, Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So what that means is as a result for falling short, for missing the mark, the penalty is shedding of blood. Right? There needs to be some type of repayment for it. And here's the good news, Romans 10.9. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
And so church, this is the foundation to our faith walk. And as a result of accepting Jesus, what happens is that the Holy Spirit gets deposited into you and he leads you into greater areas of your faith. And such steps are like baptisms, such steps are, are, are moving along, getting into your word, getting into his presence. And as a result, the greatest thing is that that peace that you're looking for, this is where it comes into your heart. Matter of fact, earlier this week in, in our small group, I got Julio and Pam there in our group as well. So it's uh, Daniel and Marina here. Welcome, guys. You guys are on the front row. Come on, let's go. But Kevin, Kevin, one of um, our superheroes was there, and he's like, Pastor Chow, I got, I got a story to tell you. He said, this week, I dropped my camera, I broke my lens, my tire pressure and my light came on, so I got to figure that out. My washer dryer isn't working anymore. And I'm like, are you Job right now, or are you, are you Kevin, right? Hopefully you read the book of Job. But um, he was like, Pastor Chow, you know, out of one of these things that would have happened to me, my whole year would have been ruined. Right, but he's like, man, because I have Jesus, he's given me the joy that I need in this season, this peace. And I, I said back to Kevin, I said, Kevin, you're, you're tapping on a kingdom principle. Did you know that one of the, the nicknames of Jesus is he's known as the Prince of Peace, Isaiah, right? And when we receive the Holy Spirit, he comes into our hearts. So that peace that we're looking for isn't external anymore, right? But it's an internal God living on the inside of us, giving that peace that we need, all right? Come on. All right, let's go on to the second soil here. But for this one, we're going to be in Luke chapter 8. So let's go to Luke chapter 8 for this one. And we're going to be in verse 13. It says this, the seeds on rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, everybody say deep roots. deep roots, they believe for a while, then they fall away when they face temptation. So what does this seed look like? What does this soil look like? It looks like, well, maybe you've gone to church for a little bit. You finally accepted Jesus as Lord. You have that tearful moment. You're, you're, you're so excited. You went out to the connected area. You got a Bible. You, you took a photo. You tagged Highlight Church, and everything is awesome. <laughs> Hashtag Lego movie, Anybody, right? <laughs> Everything is cool when you're part of the team. Everything is awesome. <laughs> I'm thinking about joining the worship team. I was just gauging how, so maybe, maybe next semester, okay? But isn't that the truth, though? When we receive the word of God, it's so awesome, and then what happens? Time goes on, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden, that hype, that, that first feeling that we get for God, it kind of starts to dwindle away. And then when we were consistent in the Word of God, maybe we stopped reading. Yeah. Maybe we were coming to church every single Sunday, and then we fall off for a little bit. And then entirely, we, we stopped going altogether. Well, why? Well, the Bible just said it, right? It's the, the temptations, right? So when you're growing in Christ, you just discovered this new part, that new life, this true life that Jesus has, this amazing life. And then all of a sudden, your old life starts to surface. And now you're caught in the in-between with the tug of war. There's a part of me that wants to grow with Christ, but there's a part of me that enjoys that old life, the old friends, maybe that individual that you're, that you're hanging out with that's not leading to good things. Right? And because we don't have deep roots, when these things get heated, when our temptations come up, we fall away. 
And I just want to bring an encouragement for you here when it comes to your old life, your old friends, right? There will be a season where, where God is going to call you out of that. And oftentimes, we hang out with those people, right, that we're not doing good things with because of an activity. But if you ask yourself, if I were to remove that activity, would you still want a relationship with those people? Right? Come on, we celebrate that. And so what, what we need to do within this category, right, because this category is called rocky soil, and this represents a new believer, right? Rocky soil, a new believer. And your next step, if you're a new believer, is to build relationships. Everybody say that with me. Build relationships. Why, Pastor Chow? Why, why should I build great relationships? Well, number one, if you're newer to church, if you're newer to the things of church, it's always awesome to have someone who's been growing in their faith already. You know, uh, the Apostle Paul put it this way. He says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. What that means is, hey, uh, I'm not Jesus myself, but I'm following Jesus, and I've gone before you. So model your life after me as we pursue Jesus together. All right. It's always good to have, you know, uh, people that are on the same level with you, but it's always good to have people that have gone before you. And how that translates here through our church is what we call light groups, small groups. And it's a place where we want you to uh, grow in your faith and build great relationships. And why? Why? As a result, when you're in community, when you're, when you're not staying at surface level, right, when you're actually going deeper in your relationship, you encounter various things. Well, number one, you encounter strength, right? When you, when you get into a group, when you get in a community, we, we lay hands, we pray, and as the Bible says, when there are two or more that gather in his name. So what that means is that we experience God one way when we're by ourselves, but we experience God in a different way when we're around community. And to our online family right now, we love that you guys are joining us online. But come on, church, how many of you guys know there's nothing like being in person in the house of God? Come on. And so the second thing that we're going to receive within, within groups is accountability, right? We got to let someone know what we're struggling with in that old life. And when people hold you accountable, you're more likely to have deeper roots in there. And in just a moment's time, I'll have uh, even another portion where I, I share with you guys a greater form of accountability. But uh, the last part here that I want to encourage you guys when you get in communities, you're going to find healing. You're going to find healing. It says this in James chapter 5, verse 16. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So what does that mean? That means we go to God for forgiveness, right? But we go to our brothers and sisters in Christ for healing. And so maybe right now you're, you're, you're stuck in the in-between and you feel like these wounds of this old life. Well, God has provided community, relationships for you guys to grow. All right, let's go to our third soil here. But for this one, we're going to jump to Mark. Mark chapter 4, and we're going to be in verses 18 to 19. It says this, The seed that fell among the thorns represent others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desires for other things, so no fruit is produced. So how do you know if you're in the soil? Maybe you've been coming to church for a while. Maybe you've accepted Jesus, and there's some community in your life, right? 
but there's still something missing. There's still something in you that's not truly fulfilled. You have peace, but there's a, a part that you're not being fulfilled at yet. And you may ask yourself this question, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? And you think about purpose, right? Everything in creation has a purpose. Matter of fact, Jesus said it this way in Matthew. He said that you are the salt of the earth. But if salt lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and be trampled under people's feet. Right? And so we're back to the footpath again, right? And so if you, if you think about it, right, if this TV has a function, this table has a function, these speakers have a function, this, the chairs that you're sitting in has a function. So that means you, God's masterpiece, also has a function. And it's not truly until we operate in our function or our purpose is when we feel that fulfilling that God gives us. Yeah. All right? So you may be asking yourself, all right, Pastor Chow, what, what does that look like? What does that look like? Well, number one, if you're in, in this soil right now, right, it says among thorns, and you're a growing believer. Right? You're growing in the things of Christ. But in order for you to walk in your purpose, to take that next step, your next step is to make a difference. Say that with me, church. Make a difference. Well, what, is it, what, what do you mean make a difference, Pastor Chow? Well, make a difference means to serve here at Highlight Church, to serve. Uh, it's what we call become a superhero. This is where you use your gifts and your, and your talents that God has given you to make an impact, to make a difference in the world. Well, well why should we serve, right? I want to encourage you with God's word. Well, number one, Jesus served. Jesus served. It says this in Mark 10, 45. It says, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom to many. Think about that. Jesus, God, the creator of everything, who created us, he didn't create us for us to serve, uh, for him to be able to receive serving by us, right? But he came to serve. He set the example for us to follow. And as a result, as we're growing in our faith, we want to model our lives after Jesus. He said, the greatest among you will be your servant, all right? And then right now, you may be sitting here and you're like, well, Pastor Chow, I'm an extreme introvert. I don't like to serve. I don't like to get out in public. And my encouragement for you here, if you're feeling that way, it's like, man, I, I, I don't know if I can step out. God has given you a specific gift. He's wired you a certain way, and you play a crucial part in his body. Right? You make up, we as a church is the church body, and we all have a part to play because of the gifts that he's given us. Matter of fact, the Bible says this about gifting, 1 Peter 4.10. God has given us or given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to, to, to serve one another. I love that. Right? Because he's given us these gifts, these enablings, these passions. As a result, now we can use it to impact the kingdom. You know, before I, I met Christ, back when I was in college and, and high school days, you know, I was very into the, the partying scene. And one of the reasons why was I felt like God had just kind of gifted me with this ability to gather people, right, in one place and, and connect people. But then over time, I just felt like there was no fulfillment in, in that at all. 
And praise be to God, right now I'm still operating in those gifting that God has given me. And collectively, right, we're able to connect and gather people for his house. So come on, what gifts has God given you that you can use to make an impact? All right. Man, just so many people here, like, just so savvy in, in business and in investments, right? God needs you to be a voice for, for pu- future people coming up, for you to be a model of what it looks like to follow Christ. Uh, Francie's not in the room right now, but at 9 a.m., I gave him a shout-out because of his smile. He's our drummer, by the way, so you see him there on here. He's always smiling every time, a big smile. I'm like, I love that. You know, that's, that's ministry right there when you're smiling, when you're greeting people, when you're joyful. And so, and so with that, that's the result is we're able to get that fulfillment that we're looking for in the first place, right? We're able to get that fulfillment that we're, that we're looking for. And if you're on the fence right now, if you know what, I, I kind of want to uh, start serving, I don't know yet, well, Megan hit it perfectly on hosting, right? Hangs with Pastor, that's coming up uh, May 8th. And man, we get a chance to be with our pastors, to ask them questions, to hear about, you know, the vision of the church, where we're headed. And I believe it's going to give you the clarity that you need. And then May 29th, we're having super steps. That's when you're able to find out your spiritual gifts and for you to be positioned as a a volunteer at Highlight here. All right. You guys ready for the last soil? All right. Let's go to Luke 8.15 for this one. And it says this in in 15, it says, And the seeds that fell on good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. Patiently produce a huge harvest. So if you're in this soil, it represents good soil. And you're a leader. You guys see the, the plan of God? He wants to take you from a non-believer to believer into a leader, right? And so how do you know if you're in this soil? Well, you're producing fruit within your lives, right? Well, if you think about it, what is fruit? So fruit is something that you ingest, that you eat, and it brings nourishment to your body, right? It, It brings life to your body. And so if we're being fruitful, we're bringing blessings to other people. We're bringing life to other people. And so maybe if you're in this soil and you're like, you know what, I want to continue to grow and become a leader. Well, we need you as a light group leader. We need you to step up to lead younger people who are in their faith and be a blessing, a voice of hope in their season. Right? The Bible says, by now, some of you guys should be teachers. It's not, it's not something for us to get discouraged by, but it's something to shoot for. Right? And also another thing of fruit. The Bible says here it produced a harvest of 30 and 60, even 100. What does that mean? That means we're, we're multiplying. We're replicating. We're making disciples. Right? Before Jesus left the earth, the last thing that he said, uh, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, it says, Hey, I want you to make disciples, baptizing people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Teach them everything that I've taught you, and be sure of this. I will be with you always until the end of the age. So there's something within our Christian walk that we won't experience God, the fullness of God, until we're bent on making disciples. All right? And so you may ask yourself, well, Pastor, how can I make a disciple? Leading a light group. Highlight leadership is coming in the fall time. There's room to grow. And I love right now that if you're, if you're in here and you're like, well, Pastor Chow, I'm, I'm in a group. I know Jesus. I'm leading. I'm tired. 
I'm weary. My hopes today is you get strengthened by the word of God. That God has given you something to get back on your feet, to strengthen your hands, to mark out a straight path for your feet so that others around you would not faint or fall. Right? And his word says in Galatians 6, 9, our last passage. So let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just, a, uh, just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. Church, we do know Jesus is coming back, right? And the Bible says that he's going to repay us for everything that we did here on this earth. And Daniel, the last chapter, says that those that lead many to righteousness will shine as stars forevermore. So what that means is what we're doing here, what we're serving here, has eternal impact. Eternal impact. So get back on your feet. Maybe you've been here for a while, you served, and now you're starting to come back again. All right, God's not looking for perfection, but he's looking for progress. And I want to end it off here with a challenge for you. I want to challenge you guys. You would have received this connection card upon entering it today. If that was you that sat here and you're like, you know what? I don't have Jesus in my life yet. I don't know him. He's not my Lord. And if God's tugging on your heart to make that next step, check off this box. I gave my life to Jesus. All right, and then after you do so, come on out to our lobby in our Connect Here area. We have a blue box for you, and in here you're going to get the Word of God, the Seed of God. You're going to get resources to jumpstart your faith. And on online family, we want to be a part of your faith journey as well. Let us know. Our online hosts are there. Let us know that you made that decision, and we'll send you a box. Well, maybe you've given your life to Jesus, and you're like, you know what, Pastor Chow? I want to get with people that have gone before me in my faith. I want to get around community. Well, check off the box here. I would like to join a light group. And I, earlier I mentioned about accountability, right? About how when we get in community, there's accountability. Well, I'd like to think that a greater form of accountability is leading. Think about it. If you're leading a group, when you have people over in your home, your house can't be a mess, right? You can't be all disheveled if you're, if you're living with people. Even myself here, right? My life, Monday through Saturday, can't be a mess, and I expect to come here on Sunday on stage to operate in the power of God, right? So a great area of accountability growing in your faith is leadership. So what you can do on that note is check off this box here that says, I would like to become a superhero. And of anything, church, out of all the steps, I want to highly push this one. Reason being is because if you don't know Jesus over time, as you serve, as you're rooted in his house, you're going to learn to know him. You're going to get around faith-filled people within your teams. There's room for discipleship, and there's room to grow within your Christian walk. Amen? Come on, let's celebrate the Word of God.